0: Well, a massive hello and welcome back to The Daily Brew, the devotional where every day we drink a new brew of coffee and we see what God is brewing for us in the Bible. Yes, it's cheesy, but it's true. And you join me here in Auckland, New Zealand for day 268 of 365 days of Bible reading. It is so good to have you here with me, no matter where you are around the world and whether you're on Spotify, Apple Podcasts or YouTube, it is a joy and a delight to have you here with me today. As always, we are going to be reading Bible as part of our Bible reading journey. And uh, don't forget to read the Bible, by the way. It's not enough just to do this devotional. You gotta make sure you get into scriptures. It'll be fantastic. But today's Bible reading, we are reading Proverbs 23, verse 19 to 28, Ephesians chapter four, verse one to 16, and Isaiah chapter 60, verse one to 62, verse 12. So those are our scriptures for today. Make sure you get into those, like I said, You can do that either right now, you can pause the devotional and get into it, or you can do it at the end, but just make sure you read the Bible because that's actually the goal of this devotional podcast. That and trying some good coffee, which today I'm excited about getting into because we have, for the first time on The Daily Brew, it's taken us 600 600 days. Jeebus. It's taken us 268 days to get to Flight Coffee, but we're finally here with some Flight Coffee This is the Flight Coffee San Mateo, which is from Mexico, it's a single origin. It's roasted for all brewing methods. And I looked at this bag and I was like, wow, this is gonna taste fantastic. There's even a weird flavor in here. We're gonna be tasting lemonade, raspberry and dandelion. Now I'm gonna be honest, I'm a bit skeptical when it comes to these tasting notes now, especially after 600 and, I keep saying 600, 260 odd days. But I do wanna say this. I do want to say this, I'm excited to try Flight Coffee. It's from Wellington, uh, the place where I grew up here in New Zealand. So I feel an affinity towards Flight Coffee, but I'm nervous. I don't know if we're going to taste this lemonade, raspberry and dandelion. I definitely don't think we're going to taste it in the espresso. But let's give it a go today. I am starting with the espresso. I had to make this a couple of times to get it to run right. So I feel like I've got the timing right, the dose, the yield. I feel like I'm, I feel like I'm spot on. So let's give this a try today and see how it tastes in the espresso form. wow geez that's that is very wow that's very sweet okay there's a there's an initial punchiness of very sweet raspberry it's got a very sweet and probably the lemonade flavor in there as well it's funny when you say lemonade you expect it to be sparkling like a fizzy drink it's not uh but that that so if i picture obviously it's not it's coffee i just brewed it it's hot but If I pictured like flat lemonade and raspberry, it's almost got that flavor. I don't know what dandelion's actually meant to taste like, but if it's that, I'm not sure about it. It's good, it's okay, it's just not, I think it's gonna come out better as a Chemex, the the flavors in the single origin. I'm gonna give this a seven, a seven. It's a bit too sweet for my liking. It's very, very sweet. If you like sweet things, you're going to like this cup of coffee. But for me today, I'm just going to say this. I'm going to say it's a 7 out of 10 and leave it at that. I'm going to try it as a chemix tomorrow and see if we can get some of those flavors, see if we can get a bit of a rounder, more uh, less sweet flavor in there. Or maybe it's just going to make it sweeter. Who knows? Let's give it a try tomorrow. That is it though for the brews. Let's get into the Bible, the reason that we are here. We talked yesterday about wisdom being found in the fear of the Lord and how we need the Holy Spirit working in us to see wisdom outworked in our lives. Well, when we live with the Holy Spirit in us, we become more sensitive to different things and the Holy Spirit can point out to us where we're going wrong and how we need to pivot into what God has for us. Proverbs today shows us some of the ways the Holy Spirit prompts us in wisdom to live right. We see that the Holy Spirit guides us on what to eat and drink, who we should listen to, how we should learn and what we should think about. And most importantly, the Holy Spirit guides us in wisdom around what we should look at. What a challenging thought. There are some things that are simply unwise to look at, to entertain and to consume. Now we often talk about this around the promiscuity side of this, but what about the immoral? What about the gossip, the violent, the rude, the cynical? There are so many things that we need to keep our eyes out for. We need to be careful about what comes in through our eyes as what comes in can easily pervert our heart and our intentions perverted intentions lead to uh, perverted actions, and perverted actions leads to hurt for both us and for others. Unity. What is it? Well, let's first start by saying what it's not. It's not a blanket agreement. It's not blindly following someone, and it's not just going with the flow. Unity is the fuel to the vehicle that the Holy Spirit arrives in. I know it's a random analogy, and maybe it doesn't quite make sense, but what I'm really trying to say is that unity is one of the most important qualities we can have in our churches, relationships, and in every walk of life. It's so important because unity, it commands a blessing. The Holy Spirit is what's supposed to unite the church. Look at the day of Pentecost. The Holy Spirit fell on everyone. They were all filled and all began to speak in other tongues. This moment where the Holy Spirit connected everyone together, is the greatest moment of unity that the church has ever seen. This, this moment of unity birthed the church. And we're called to live with unity inside the church. Unity, it's a state of relationship. It's not a tick box achievement or an ideology. It's actually a position that we grow in through relationship. Because the bride, the church, is all connected, we need to operate in unity if we're going to be effective. There isn't different Holy Spirits. Not for genders, not for races, not for ages. There's one Holy Spirit, and he's at work wherever there is unity. Unity is so important that Paul actually urges the church to make every effort in keeping the unity of the Spirit. Jesus actually also, he prays that the church would believe. This unifies the church today. It's our common beliefs, the things that we unite around when it comes to Christ. We're all different. We we all have different preferences, but the thing that unites us is Jesus Christ. We can all come to him, no matter how popular you are, how much money you have, your gender, your race. And and Jesus is the thing that unites us all. We can all come to him. We can be united under Christ. Without the unifying factor of Jesus Christ, we would be lost and fragmented. We will never unite around what makes us different. We'll always unite around the common factors. And Jesus needs to be more common in the world that we live in so that we can see and feel the unity that commands a blessing over us. Jesus has a clear purpose for his life. He actually spells it out really clearly in the New Testament, but he he, he reads from here in Isaiah 61. We, we can see some of this together. And as we do, I want to I encourage you to see how much this passage of Scripture informed Jesus' approach. He starts by saying in Luke chapter 4, 21, today this scripture is fulfilled in your hearing. So what did they hear? Jesus says he's forced. Uh sorry, Jesus says that he's focused on, not forced on, he's focused on transforming lives, relationships, and culture. And in doing this, he changes society, making the ultimate difference in leadership. You can read Isaiah 61 for yourself and see. If you can see how Jesus plans on doing this mission, how how he plans on outworking it. Without the leadership experiencing change from the power of God, how will the people experience it? I encourage you to open your altars so that people can receive from the Holy Spirit. God is at work in Ephesians, but I want to encourage you, God is at work in the world around you too. Three, two, Verse of the day. Verse of the day today, Proverbs 23, 22 says, Do not despise your mother when she is old. Does this count for your in-laws too? (laughs) I'm just joking. But seriously, don't despise the ones who have gone before you. Love on them. Help them. Encourage them to keep stepping out in faith. You know, when when our our parents get older, it's really easy to start to despise them because they can be hard work for us. But I want to encourage you to lean into loving for them, caring for them, even if they get old. And that is it for The Daily Brew today, day 268 of 365 days of Bible reading. Thank you so much for joining me today. No matter where you are around the world, I pray this blesses you as it has with me. As always, this is just a small snippet of all of what's in the scripture and there's a lot in there. So make sure you take time to study it for yourself and see what God wants to reveal for you. As far as today goes, that is it. A massive thank you to all of you who on YouTube who have already taken a moment and subscribed to the YouTube channel and for you on Spotify and Apple Podcasts for taking a moment and following along and rating the podcast. It means a lot. So thank you so much for doing that. That is it though for today. Come back tomorrow for another day of the Daily Brew. If it's the start of your day, have a great rest of your day Unless it's sleep time. Good night, sleep tight and we'll see you back here tomorrow for day 269 of 365 days here on the Daily Brew.